the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. In today's episode, we're sharing a presentation from MaxLawCon 2022. Keep listening to hear Jordan Ostroff as we share his talk, Driven, How I Ran My Companies from the Road Over the Last Year. You can also head to the Maximum Lawyer YouTube channel to watch the full video. Let's get to it. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. So I know I always love this group and I couldn't put my finger on it until just now. The fact that everybody's sitting in the back means we have none of those stupid gunners from law school that knew every answer, right? Like that's the group that this is. So this is Driven, running a law firm that doesn't need you. So for those of you that don't know, since the last one, I have been on the road I've been back in Orlando, which is where my office is, for maybe five or six weeks since October, and we're going to go through why and how you can do that. I'm not telling you that you have to get on the road and do a 14-month road trip, but ultimately, it's how to have a law firm that doesn't need you on the day-to-days, how to make a law firm in which you are inessential. So we'll start there. We'll talk about us. I'll do a day in the life. I'll show you what my weekly calendar looks like, go over our processes, our marketing, and how you get started should you want something similar. So... If you are inessential to your firm, guess what? You get to work less, but also you get to work on what you want to work on. If you don't have to be the one answering every phone call, if you don't have to be the one doing every consult, if you don't have to be the one doing all the legal work, you get the opportunity to focus on those more serious tasks, the $10,000 an hour tasks like Brett talked about. You get more time for your life because you're not at the mercy of every issue, of every client, of every emergency that comes up. You get to have a business and not just a job. I want to be clear, there is nothing wrong with being a lawyer who does all the legal work at your firm in any way, shape, or form. Just know that's a job, that's not a business, because if, God forbid, anything happens to you, the business can't go on. And you get a third way to grow revenue. If you are hourly, basically the only way you have to make more money is either work more time or charge more. If you are a flat fee, you can work more, you can charge more, or you can make your stuff happen faster. But if you are inessential to your business, you can grow by scaling, by hiring other attorneys. If you can generate enough work for three other lawyers, you can hire those lawyers to do it and make more money if you can get to generate enough for a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh. So this is me. I am 34 years old. I like disc golf, hiking, pina coladas, getting caught in the rain, etc. This is my wife who's on the trip. I'm not allowed to tell you her age. And we have our son with us who's also on my t-shirt who's four years old. I think my kid's favorite part of this entire seven-month so far road trip has been the one week that my wife's parents spent with us 
regardless of anything else. And I think he would rather spend time with them than travel around the country. But so be it. Also, though, he is keeping track of how many different states he's peed on a tree in. So we are up to eight states. So this is where we did. We left Orlando the week before the last Max Lacan. We went up to Atlanta. We dropped him off with one of my sister-in-laws and flew up here. So then from there, we went to Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Hawaii, and now we're back in California, which is crazy to think that in seven months, we've seen like a third of the country. When this is over, it'll be about 14, 15 months. We will have seen like maybe 25 states. So the country is a gigantic place. And the best part is I've worked from all of those. I work two days a week from all those places. There is no need for you to be in your office. There's no need for you to be 20 minutes from your office. If you get the right systems, processes, people in place, you can be anywhere. To be honest, the hardest place to get consistent Wi-Fi has been California for whatever reason. Did not think that would be the problem when we were in Hot Springs, Arkansas, but apparently California has been the biggest Wi-Fi issue. All right, so why did we do this? Part of it was because of the pandemic. One, from the way Florida's handled it. Two, from the way the court system has allowed a lot more virtual stuff. Another one was my kid. He turned four over this trip, so we will get back. He will do the second semester of pre-K into kindergarten, and then uh, Greg rents my house. So we're like a company town over at Legalese. But anyway, so that's why we did this trip. So now I want to get into the part where I talk about my day. Like, this is what I'm actually doing for the most part every week. I pretty much only work Mondays and Thursdays. So Monday, I do a modified level 10 EOS meeting. I think the tagline of this one has been EOS or traction. We've talked about it a ton. So we do that for an hour. Then we have a very similar meeting at Legalese for an hour and a half. We go over everything. I will try to do some sort of networking. Obviously, if I'm in Orlando, it's a lunch. If I'm not, it might be talking to people on social, doing Zoom meetings, whatever it is along those lines. Then Monday afternoons, I do consults for Legalese, not for my law firm. I do a live show for each, and I do presentations sort of like this, not as cool. I don't get to be on a real stage. I get to stare at a computer in a hotel or Airbnb somewhere. And then Thursdays, I do a mastermind for an hour in the morning. I do my to-do list. So Tyson talked about getting your to-do list on your calendar. I'm a huge fan of it, but because I'm not as organized, this is how I do it. So I schedule an hour and a half every week for my to-do list. I get to the stuff on my to-do list. At the end of that hour and a half, I prioritize the next week. So rather than scheduling each individual task on my calendar, I have them in order. I have the hour and a half put in. To be honest, I don't think you're ever going to finish your to-do list. You're always going to have things on it, and you have to be okay with that. It has to be liberating. So for me, instead of being worried about having 75 things I want to get to, I know that I have an hour and a half of my week on my calendar every week to get to them and it makes me less freaked out about it the other 168 hours of the week, like we learned, something along those lines. So then we do a social media meeting slash content creation, another networking, some sort of lunch or virtual thing, and then again, back to the consults, the live show presentations. Other than that, all I do is fuck around on social media in some sort of idea, but ultimately I want people to remember where we are and that we still exist. A huge thing that we do, I'll talk about a little bit later, I share a ton of client testimonials because I know a lot of my referral sources by this point know that we're on the road all the time. My wife and I are the two attorneys at the firm, even though I don't, haven't done legal work for about four years. I want them to know that the work is still being done correctly. So this is my child's day, really tough. He gets to do, I don't know, some sort of book. He gets to play, hang out, eat. He has seen, I don't know, 30 different zoos, peed on all the different trees, etc. 
And then I want to talk about the pros and cons. And really, these are the pros and cons for us from the trip, but for you from not being in the office all the time. You get more family time or time that you can put in for whatever you want. Now, there are pros and cons to having more family time. I'll admit that. Earlier this week, my kid referred to my wife as a fucking stupid idiot lawyer. So next year, you can come to my TED Talk on how to raise children. But, um, but no, but honestly, it has given us so much family time to get to know each other through a pandemic, through whatever the new normal will be, etc. The part that's really important that I didn't expect was the team empowerment. So before this trip, I was working about four days a week, and that helped empower my team. But honestly, with us not there, it is amazing to me the things that they have figured out how to do. And we had good systems in place beforehand. They've gotten that much better. But the lack of opportunity for them to just call us and get an answer has forced them to be empowered to solve problems. One of the best ones, so again, you saw my schedule. I'm doing like two hours a week for my firm, definitively, other than networking. We were on a cruise ship. The internet went out on the cruise ship. We couldn't do the meeting. So guess what? My team did the meeting, recorded it, and sent it to me. So when the internet came back on, I could see what happened, shoot out two or three emails on some stuff to follow up. Would they have done that if I was there? No, because I would have done it. But ultimately, they were empowered to do what they knew had to happen in that time without me. And honestly, probably did a better job than I do at the meeting. I think they were more honest with each other with what they were sharing, obviously, with it being recorded for me to see. So delegating. If you want to remove any sort of mental block on giving things to other people, just don't be there or just know how many limited hours you have. It makes it that much easier to delegate because what happens is you start seeing where you're the bottleneck. You start seeing where you saying yes to everything or doing all the work yourself or doing all the consults is holding up all of your team members from doing their job. And that gets you to delegate in a way that actually makes it easier for them. One of my staff members like genuinely ha like cries disappointed that we are leaving every time we leave, but she does a fantastic job with everything she has to do, whether we're there or not. If I'm in the office, we share a wall. If I'm not in the office, we're 2,000 miles apart. And it makes no difference on her job. And then training. Not being in the office has made me so much better at training people how to do things. If you take nothing else from this presentation, this is how Jordan Ostroff says you should be doing your processes, policies, procedures, whatever you want to call them. You should do them screen recorded. You should walk yourself doing it in a way that is recorded the way you want it done. You should send that video over to the person who is delegating it. And we use otter.ai, something to transcribe it. If you want to use Rev, you can. Have it transcribed, so now it's in video, and it's written out. Have them do it whatever number of times. Five times, three times, ten times, I don't care. Let you know what feedback. What do they think they can do better having run through it a few times? Talk about that. Confirm it, and then they do it. They record it. They upload it to Tetra, a Google Drive, wherever your policies and procedures are stored with the recording, with the transcript, and it's there. And really that takes 10 seconds extra on my end to click Loom when I'm doing something. It takes an extra 20 minutes to have that conversation, but we have it done, standardized, and consistent. And even for things that take five minutes here and there, you know, five minutes a day times five days a week times 50 weeks a year times 20 years that the firm will be open. It adds up so quickly in something that takes a minimal amount of my time to make sure everybody else can do it correctly. And don't get me wrong, you will have to update systems. That's what that EOS level 10 meeting is. That's what Kanban boards are. That's what negative client feedback is for. Like you will find out when a system is no longer working. But in terms of building it, that's my two cents on how to do it, especially when you're a virtual 
but even when I go back, I'll still do it that way, as opposed to talking through it this way. If somebody's a visual learner or an audio learner, they want to read it, they've got all the options right there. They've got the screen shares, they've got the passwords, they've got the walkthrough, they've got the transcript, etc. The Guild is Maximum Lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you're granted exclusive access to quarterly in-person events around the country. The next Mastermind is coming up on July 20th and 21st in Denver, Colorado, featuring hot seat sessions and personal coaching with renowned performance coach Jason Selk. This event will give you the opportunity to work directly with Jason, who has helped countless high-performing individuals and teams reach their full potential. During the hot seat sessions, you'll gain valuable insights and learn strategies to help you overcome the challenges you're facing in your practice. For a limited time, you can get your ticket at the lowest early bird price. Head to maxlawevents.com to join now and reserve your spot at the upcoming Guild Mastermind. So what's harder? We're normally in Orlando and East Coast. Being here one hour behind, no difference. Being two hours behind, not a huge deal. Being three hours behind, freaking impossible. I don't know why, but that 9.30 meeting, that 6.30 in the morning is tough. At 7.30 in the morning, it was totally fine. Have no idea. In-person networking. And honestly, the, the thing that I've come to learn about that, I have referral sources that send us fewer things when we are gone because ultimately they realize their business wouldn't run as smoothly without them, so they think it's happening here. Whereas the referral sources I have that run really successful businesses instead of having really good jobs refer more stuff to us knowing how I'm not going to screw it up, knowing how it's going to be handled better. So one of the things we've done for networking not being there has been sending people postcards, especially when it's something that means something to them. We had friends who went to Hawaii for their honeymoon. We send them postcards from Hawaii. We had friends who met in Phoenix. We sent them postcards from Phoenix. Really something that mattered to them for the people that I know run businesses and understand and appreciate that everything will run smoothly. For the people that don't think their business could run as well without them, so think we have a problem, there's not much you can do. That's on them. So just be aware of that as some issue. Childcare. Childcare is harder. So I work Mondays and Thursdays, like you saw. For the most part, my wife works Tuesdays and Fridays. We usually travel Wednesdays and Saturdays, so we'll do about three or four days in the different cities. But at the same time, I get to spend more time with my kid than anybody I know. And other than when he's cursing out my wife, he's hilarious. We have a ton of fun. You can follow it on social media, etc. The other one that I didn't expect to be so hard, logistics when we're back in Orlando. It's actually harder to be in Orlando than it is not from where we are. We leave one car on the road. We fly back. Uh, so we're driving with a Jeep Cherokee, no RV. We stay at Airbnbs and hotels. So we leave the Jeep in the other airport. We fly back it stays there. So now both of us are in Orlando with one vehicle and we get booked for things more frequently. So weirdly being home is more complicated than being on the road. When we go back to having two cars, it probably won't. But for those of you that are in Florida, like we have no public transportation. So it is what it is. All right. So we talked about how to do the processes, but if you are interested in being inessential to your firm, where do you start? This is my thought process on it. You start with what you do the most. Why? Because you want the thing that will free up the most amount of your time. At the very beginning of this, time is the most important thing for you to utilize to be inessential. So the things that hold up the most of your time are the things that you systematize and delegate first, whether that's to automation, whether that's outsourcing, whether that's hiring somebody, whether that's another lawyer, paralegal, an intake person, whatever. Save yourself the most time first so that way you have the time to use as you go down the list. 
So second becomes the things that are most important. Why? Because I don't want you to rush them. If you do the most important things first from delegation, you're going to rush getting them off your plate. Instead, you do the things that save you the most time, and you have extra time to spend on the ones that are the most important to get delegated, so you can delegate them correctly. Then once you have an idea of the systems that you want in place, that's when I would start looking for programs for automation, for outsourcing, for time tracking, for case management, whatever it is. If you have those in place now, awesome. Don't get rid of them to do this. If you don't have any in place, make sure you have the systems in place first. That way you'll know like the 10 features you really need out of a program. You know, if you hate billing, really boil down to how you want your billing to run, really look at what the issues are, and then really find the program that addresses your issues in the way that makes the most sense. So then you get to carve out the actions each team member takes. You've got the system down. Now it's delegating it to a specific person. You got it saved online as a manual. And most importantly, put someone in charge of it, someone who is not you. So for the example I gave and how we do all of our policies and procedures, it goes to the person taking it over. And then in my case, Andrea at my office is in charge of Tetra. So now I have two people. The person who's getting it needs to get it set up. Andrea needs to make sure it's there and it's there correctly. I get two sets of eyes on it. And then in our next Monday meeting for an hour, we talk about what were the policies and procedures. Are they in there? It'll be a task that we'll do week to week like Traction talks about. Pro tip, edit processes when needed. Lawyers like to tinker. Don't tinker. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. There are things in, on a scale of one to 10, there are things in your firm that are like a two or a three or a four, work on those. Your things that are seven and eights out of 10, don't mess around trying to get them to nine or tens. Because as you address the more serious bottlenecks, you have more time, more money, more cases, more energy to make those more and more specific. Make sense? All right. So in terms of marketing, um, obviously we talked about referrals a little bit. From a search engine standpoint, it's really easy to record video everywhere. I'm recording this presentation right now, phone, camera, whatever. It's really easy to do that no matter where you are. Thank God. This would have been way more difficult without an iPhone. It's really easy to be on social media from anywhere. And honestly, you have to look at the most common times that your people are on and understand as you move time zones, it changes the time. If you have clients nationwide, it's not a big deal. But for Orlando, if most people are on Facebook over lunch, that's 12 o'clock. If I'm in California, that's 9 a.m. You have to think about how you accommodate those things. Re-engagement. So my firm for every two cases gets one. Either a client comes back for repeat business or they refer somebody else. So we have a newsletter that we do for them. We have social media for them. And then we also host events when we're in town. So my birthday is on Cinco de Mayo. We do a Cinco de Mayo event every year or a Seis de Mayo event this year because that was Friday. And then, of course, advertising. Advertising doesn't matter where you are. So internally for my team, uh, last Halloween, three of my team members dressed up as Jake from State Farm, the Geico Gecko, and Flo from Progressive. It was hilarious. We hate them, but they dressed up and then made jokes from the stuff we've heard from insurance adjusters over the last year. Hilarious for PI attorneys. So they're doing intake. My wife still does the consults, but they are doing everything else related to intake, including scheduling those consults. They're obviously doing legal support. And I promise you the most fun thing is when one of your staff members can get like a $100,000 policy limit on a case that you didn't talk to at all. Super cool. Based upon having great policies and procedures. Client service. Huge thing from people that are in the office that are there more consistently. You got to make sure you have people that have great client service. So pro tip, one of your KPIs, I think, should be tracking the number of five-star reviews you get on Google that mention your employees by name. Because by looking for five-star reviews, that means they did a great job, they did it quickly, they managed expectations, and exceeded those expectations. 
I don't want to track how many phone calls they receive so they rush people through. I don't want to track how much work they send out so they rush through it. I don't want to track if there's no spelling mistakes so they spend too much time. I want to track the impact it has on clients by looking at those five-star reviews. And then my team does a really good job on social media content. So for all the stupid days that make sense to our brand, National Burger Day, whatever, they will go get their favorite burgers, we'll record it with an internal team, et cetera, and then have that posted while we're on the road wherever we are. For us, my wife does the consultations for the law firm, about 80% of them. I do the consultations for legalese, about 80% of them. We do a lot of the networking from the virtual standpoint. We do the HR and hiring on the law firm. Greg does the HR and hiring on legalese. We are talent for a lot of the content. Um, we'll focus some of the stuff when we're in town more specifically, but honestly, me walking in a park with my kid and recording is a lot more engaging than me talking on a stage. So for our ideal client from a law firm standpoint as a blue collar, teacher, cop, realtor. It's a little bit better than the high produced stuff on stage. So it's cool for us to do it walking. And then we'll do feedback and approvals for everything. All right, so from a legalese agency, from outsourced marketing, from an in-house marketing team, whatever it looks, you really want ideation and topics. You wanna to not be responsible for that, probably regardless. Certainly if you're trying to travel on the road, um, you need help on content production in some manner. Social calendaring, awesome, super helpful. Maintaining your website, maintaining your CRM, Super helpful. I'm a huge fan of a CRM. We could talk about that later. And then obviously overseeing the advertising because that doesn't need to be me. They'll have videos of me that they can advertise on. Okay, cool. Thank you all. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Maximum Have a great week and catch you next time. Maximum.